Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CP for Thursday, June 10th. I am your host, Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, as promised, we have a member of the Black and Gold. It is none other than linebacker Demario Davis, Double D, who is approaching his 10th season in the NFL this upcoming season. We're going to talk to him a little bit about his offseason, what he's been up to, and of course we're going to get into his most recent trip to Djibouti. He was part of the first American football game in Djibouti, which is a part of Africa if you are unfamiliar with the territory. So we're going to get into that, but first things first, Demario, when I say that you are approaching your 10th season in the NFL, how crazy is that to think about? (laughs) It's pretty mind blowing. I still haven't wrapped my mind around it. I remember yeah. coming in my first year and asking guys kind of what season it was for them. And guys were saying like, you know, you're seven, you're eight. And I was like, dang, man, you, you've been in this game for a while. And they were like, you know, it goes quick. And so I'm on the other side of that going into year 10, um, you know, and so it's been a blessing. I don't take it for granted. I remember at one time I was just trying to, trying to make it to the point where you, you know, you get your pension. You know, and they say it's not for long. And, you know, what is it? Uh, average length of a career is 3.2 years. And they set the pension just outside of that three three years, uh, three games. And, you know, so it's been a blessing. You know, I've, 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 I've been very fortunate to uh, play this game and have the success that I've had and, and be a part of great team, great teams and, uh, you know, really have a chance to meet guys that, uh, that, that'll be friends for the rest of my life. And so it's been a blessing and uh, still looking up. So I'm rolling. You know, Demario, you just spoke to the media about, you know, kind of the culture of the Saints and New Orleans. Do you feel at home in New Orleans and, and on this Saints team? Oh, yeah, this is this is home for me. Um, you know, uh, I think it's so much of a, a natural fit. Um, what I, where I don't feel like I have to be anything other than myself. Uh, there's a natural mesh. Um, it's a natural understanding. I think not only uh, the team and the organization understands me, the community understands me. I understand the, the mindset of the organization. I understand the mindset of the city. So it's just a natural mesh. And, you know, having played in New York and played in Cleveland, um, and seeing a lot of sides of the game, you don't you don't always get that. And so uh, I'm definitely grateful. Um, I think that that natural mess has been the reason why there's been success on both sides, both both for me individually and collectively as a team. Yeah, just black and gold in general just looks right on you, Demario Davis. I mean, it's in your hair, it's on your headband. This <laughs> looks right. Um, you know, you are you you kind of keep your uh, off season workouts kind of private. You know, we got some inside scoops last year with the with the um, pool workouts and things like that. But can you tell us a little bit about what that gorgeous family and you have been up to uh, over the off season? I know you just mentioned you've gone on a Mediterranean diet. Uh, Plant based wasn't ideal for you, and I can just say same on that one. Same. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been nice, you know, for for me. Um, you know, the off season is a time where I really can, you know, spend a lot of time with, with my family. And um, even though, you know, off season is, is, is busy for us as well, um, you know, we're going a lot of different places and speaking and we do our family trips. And so we're, we're traveling and um, but getting a lot of time with with them. Um, 
and and focusing on my training um, as well. So, like my kids, they're in they're in the all type of off the, uh, extracurricular activity now. Uh, my oldest daughter is is doing piano lessons and in dance and. Uh, my my second child, my son is playing soccer and baseball now, and uh, my third child is in gymnastics and doing piano, and then my youngest, Carly Faith, is just kind of running around bossing them all. And so, you know, it's kind of unique to see them all kind of growing their pas- their passions and find their own lane as they're trying out different stuff, and you really seeing you know kind of their their gifts really come out, the success that they're having in their crafts. And for me, it's interesting, you know, to watch. Like, I'm excited today. I'll, I'll get home and I got to go get me a, a tripod for my camera because my son got a big soccer game tonight. So, you know, it's fun for me, like, just to be a fan, a fan of them and, you know, be there for them. Uh, and at the same time, you know, still, you know, uh, continue to sharpen, sharpen my, my sword. And at year 10, you know, I haven't seen so much that, you know, really I'm my, my own coach, my own trainer. And I'm just always finding like, you know, little, little things that can make me 1% to 10% better, you know? And so I'm always reading or watching podcasts and I'll get an idea or something. And I just, I kind of implement it into my style, you know, I implement it into my game. And so a lot of that stuff, I'm excited to see like how it's going, it's going, it's going to pan out this season because I really feel like I don't unlocked another level or, or two levels. Well, I'm excited to see those one or two levels and good luck to your son. I can't believe he's already playing soccer and baseball. That same little guy I saw in the cafeteria a few years ago. It's hard to believe uh, that he's already into sports, but I guess that's how quickly time flies. Right. Demario, there was a tweet and I want to get into your trip. So this is the last question I'll ask just kind of a general question, but there was a tweet a few days ago asking which Saints player has 10 out of 10 talent but gets about 30% recognition. You got a lot of votes. So did Ryan Ramchek. And I would have to agree with both of those, but is there someone else that comes to mind when you think of someone who has out of this world talent, but gets very little recognition? Mm. Um, that's, that's a great question. Uh, two guys kind of come to mind. Uh, Marcus Williams and David Anyamata. Um, I really believe that those two players are uh, one of, if not the best guys at their position in the league. Wow. I believe that Marcus Williams is hands down uh, somewhere between one and three top free safety in the league. Like it's, it's, and it, that just depends on which Sunday we're talking about. Right. And, um, and the same from uh, 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 David Onyemana. A big O, as we call him, is if you just turn the tape on, I mean, he jumps out in the run game and the pass game. And so somebody with that much strength and uh, that much strength and that much speed, I mean, he's he literally dominates opponents and, and, and sets our, our team up for so much success just uh, being a cog in the middle. So when you can have a, a nose uh, that dominant uh, or nose or a three technique that dominant and you have a free safety, uh, that can, you know, literally be a center fielder and take away, you know, middle of the field. You're going to win a lot of ball games just off that type of talent alone. And so um, those are two guys that I think, you know, we have a, you know, a very talented roster. And so it's hard to get recognition for everybody on a talented roster. But those guys, I think, uh, are top talents that 
probably don't get enough praise. And we're going to get you your praise this year, hopefully, too, Demario. All right, let's go ahead and get into your trip to Djibouti. Um, you know, you tweeted that you were a part of the first American football game there. First of all, what prompted this trip there and, and kind of what was the intention? We were invited over uh, to the country uh, via Shield One, which is uh, Josh Norman, Drew Brees, and I. Um, for some work that we were doing in uh, Minnesota uh, and working, looking to do here in New Orleans as well. And, you know, uh, a group that was doing some similar work invited us over just to come over and explore the country and see uh, if we saw there, if there were ways that we could, you know, help out over there as well. And uh, so we went and uh, so glad we went. It was just, an, it was an amazing trip. Uh, just to see the countryside and, you know, we got to see some beautiful lakes and uh, some beautiful beaches and some mountaintops, uh, just a beautiful uh, landscape. But we also got to, to, to visit, you know, with the country and spend time with the president and spend time with uh, the ministry, the ministers of, of uh, pretty much every arena uh, of their government. Uh, we got an opportunity to spend time in their schools as they know we're very involved in education. We got to see uh, their schools of special needs. We got to see their schools of excellency. And it was just an amazing trip. And so uh, definitely was grateful for that extended invitation and getting to travel over as a delegation and uh, really see the lay of the land and, and, and the opportunities to kind of help them uh, grow over there. And in, in this this first American football game, I saw a soccer ball, so I was kind of confused. Are, were we talking soccer fo or American football? So they're trying to learn uh, the American football game, and so they're only able to do it based on videos. And I think Got it. what they had saw was rugby. They okay. had saw, like, rugby games and assumed – so there are, they, they have no understanding of American football, zero. And <laughs> – and it was so interesting, you know, that that they're so closed off from the game that the only thing that they can think of with American football is that you're not using your feet, mm. you're holding the ball. Right. And so we saw them, they were like, <laughs> the teachers were like, look, they play American football, and the game really looked like rugby because it was just people throwing the ball, catching it, and running. And it was like no plays, there was no stop, it was just a bunch, it was, it was soccer, but people were running with the ball. And we were like, they must have saw like rugby or something. That's not American football. Right. And so uh, Josh and I was like, you know, stop it, stop it. We have, to, we have to teach them at least a little bit of the game. And, you know, none of the kids speak English. So we had to have a, a, a translator to kind of explain the rules to them a little bit. And they don't even have a football. So That'll be a part of our supply list that we get sent to them. And uh, we're going to try to work with uh, USA football and heads up football to, to, to get some instructors over there to teach them the game because they really want to learn. And um, we played the first game there. Josh was quarterback for one team and I was quarterback for one team. And we just kind of played like schoolyard football. Everybody just kind of line up, run a play, we would throw you the ball. And so literally it was the first American football game ever on the country, the, 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 uh, in the country. Um, and <laughs> it was very entertaining to say the least. They had, cause they had zero concept of the idea of American football, you know? And so uh, even though we played with a soccer ball, we had the first official game 
and that was a very rewarding experience. And you and Josh are so competitive. I can only imagine. Yeah, I won. Play. I won. Let's make sure we know that I Let's, won. You know, I'm one and oh. Record straight here, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm one and oh. I'm one and oh. He's 0 oh and 1, you know, just for the record. Demario, it, seems, it sounds like you had a pretty full trip there. I mean, you met with the president. That's insane in itself. But what, what did you take away from the trip? What did you go in expecting? And, and what did you take away from that trip? I try to always embrace every uh, experience with an open mind, you know, limited expectation, uh, limited, you know, kind of uh, beliefs or knowings going in. It was my first trip to the continent. And so my first trip to the country. So I didn't know what to expect. And so I just kind of went in with a blank slate, open mind. Um, but I think one of the shocking things was uh, to me was, how much pride they have in their country and um, how many positive things that they're, that they're doing over there. And, you know, a lot of times I think the myth is that, you know, Africa is this huge continent in need. And uh, we already have this ideology uh, as Americans that when we show up, we have to show up, you know, as saviors, mm. uh, that people are in need. And so, that was the shocking part that they have so many, you know, uh, great things going on over there that they're really more so looking for uh, partners and, and and people who can come in and kind of help boost them up and help help them scale what they're what they're doing. You know, like we didn't have to introduce American football to them; they were already wanting American football. They already have a plan of how they're going to get it, and so then they're just asking for the instructors to come teach them. Like you know, like. Spend time with us, show us the game, and we'll take it from there. And, you know, so it's not like this thing of, you know, like they're in need of something or uh, or or asking, you know, more so for um, kind of like handouts. And I, I don't even know if that's the term. Uh, it's just more so like they need people to kind of come in and help give them a boost of what they're already doing, right? Like they already have the ideas, they already have, things they want so it's not like anything has to be introduced to them they more so just need the support and i think if we can that's 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 in general right that's in that's in communities when you look at the things going on in our country and how we're trying to create economic equity and go into these communities and help i think if we can learn that it's not about saving but it's about supporting support projects that are already on the ground support people that are already doing the work when we understand that mentality, I think we'll understand change and growth uh, and it'll happen a lot more rapidly um, than, than we've seen here domestically and internationally. Damari, I have no doubt that on your plane ride back, you, the, the wheels were turning in your mind of how you can support, what you can do to support. So is anything in action right now and is there anything that we can do to support, not necessarily help? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Man, I can't even describe that plane, that plane ride back, back, you know, my brain was, you know, all over the place, just trying to process the experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was really like a dream state, you know, and it's, um, so I'm anxious to, to, to even go back, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on, you know, even potentially going back one more time. Our, our group, our team is planning on going back one more time before the season. Um, and yes, 
there, there, there are a lot of things that are, that, are, that are going on right now. So we're helping their schools of special needs. We're going to help their school of excellency uh, have supplies. And so the school of excellency, just for understanding purposes, is like their top performing uh, kids that have tested into the school. And a lot of times these kids are graduating at 14, 15 years old, and they identify the top performers from this school to be like the kids that are go to school on scholarships in other locations and hope that those kids will return back and forth into the country. And so it's like their best and brightest. And so like they have limited scholarships. So that's what we'll be trying to set up funds to, to buy scholarships so that these kids can attend, you know, the best universities. Um, we're helping with supplies for the school of special needs, which is the deaf and blind. And when you see the talent in these schools, it's, it's ridiculous. You have uh, deaf and blind kids as early as, you know, seven, eight years old, they're already, you know, typing sentences in three different languages, full sentences. And uh, the, the way that their brain is comprehending and understanding from the conversation that we were able to have, have to them uh, through translators and, and, and different things was it was unreal. The, the depth of understanding and wisdom that these, these young kids have and how brilliant they are. And so uh, it's, it's literally supporting them, you know, helping them scale what they already have and what they're already doing. So uh, supplies. We want to help them bring the first American football game over there. So the kids were literally playing on dirt. dirt. So um, we're looking for uh, people we can partner with to get their field turf. Um, you know, I'm sure out of all these sports arenas that we know, we probably can get somebody to donate turf. So help them turf their field. Um, you know, it's very hot there. So help them like put like a canopy over the field, uh, you know, where they can, you know, kind of play in the shade a little bit. Um, their their their, their uh, uh, minister of social affairs is building like a community center very similar to to what Tehran is building. Um, so helping them have that, like so they can have a, they don't have no indoor facilities over there, and they're playing in like 110 uh, 10 degree heat. I mean it's unbearable. I played a soccer game over there. I won that too, just by the way. But Tamarion's two and zero in Djibouti. Two and zero in Djibouti, like, and I let the people know. And so uh, indoor facility is going to be everything for them. So we're really just trying to help on the education side because they have so much going on that's positive and it's really just about supporting them and scaling their work. We're going to, um, we're working on creating a, a, a campaign fund that other people that want to support literally, you know, put your resources here and you'll see um, the type of impact that you're making over there. Um, but also uh, getting people to just come over and see you know, like letting people be able to move past some of the myths that they've heard about the continent, that, that you know, kind of this uh, FOA, this fear of Africa, you know, kind of getting past that to be able to see um, the world of opportunities and uh, the brilliance of the people uh, that live there. And so that's the type of bridges that we want to kind of cultivate and uh, uh, work through. I, I was naive to think that you had two to three wheels turning. That was more like eight or nine wheels turning up there to Mario, but that's what you do best. So that's awesome. And I know you're sitting out in the New Orleans heat right now answering my question. So last question for you, Demario. Uh, last year, um, you know, you were snubbed of a few accolades, but but what goals have you set for yourself this year? Uh, that's interesting. You know, for me, it's always to be, Every day I wake up, I'm trying to be the best version of myself. And um, as I get ready to enter into to year 10 or wave 10, as I would call it, it's 
about climbing to heights that I haven't hit uh, yet, you know? And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the year. I'm excited about the off season that I've had and individually um, it's important for me to take my game to the next level so that the team uh, can go uh, to the next level. And so I understand how influential uh, and how crucial of a role I play in that. And um, so, so for me, it's, it's, it's about doing that. It's about my play elevating the defense to a level of play um, to where, you know, our consistency and our brand of football is an energy is, is, is unmatched. And, um, you know, as us as an organization, that's what, that's what we need. That's, so that's what I challenge myself to. And that's, that's what I'm aspiring towards. It's always about being the best version of myself. And I, and I believe if I can ever hit the best version of myself, that's going to be good enough. We should all strive to be more like you, DeMario. Well, I'll let you go. I know you're outside. You continue to talk the talk and walk the walk. Thank you, DeMario, for your continuous work. Keep it up. And uh, hopefully I, I can't wait to see you here in training camp soon. All right. Appreciate it. You take care. All right, Saints fans. Well, of course, we covered a lot of ground with Demario Davis. Fantastic conversation with him. Really, as always, on par for the course every time you have an interview with Demario Davis. He is constantly on brand and advocating for, you know, not only the New Orleans community, which he called his home, but really across the globe, which is uh, amazing to do. Doesn't just talk the talk. He also walks the walk. All right, Saints fans. Well, as you probably know, the Saints are in the middle of mini camp. We are constantly pushing out the live streams of player interviews. We have player interviews on demand on neworleansaints.com and the Saints app, as well as coaches interviews with Sean Payton and some of the assistants. You can find all of that right now on neworleansaints.com and the Saints app. Make sure you turn those notifications on so that you will be notified every time my co-host John DeShazer uploads an interview or excuse me, a, uh, an article, you can find that if you have the Saints app and those notifications turned on. All right, well, I am Caroline Gonzalez for Demario Davis. That'll do it for this week's edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. We'll talk next week, Saints fans. Bye.